Thank you, Jesus. I want to read one verse of Scripture to you before you are seated. That verse is Leviticus chapter 17, verse number 11. Leviticus 17, verse number 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. My title tonight is this. Let the blood work. Let the blood work. Father, I know that your spirit is in this place tonight. God, long before we ever even decided we'd have church tonight, you knew who would be here and you knew who wouldn't be able to make it. And for those that are here tonight, God, I believe that you have divinely ordained this service and that there are lives, God, that are about to be transformed by the power of your Spirit. God, some folks that have been hanging on and holding on are going to receive tonight before they leave what they have need of. I pray, God, that the spirit that's already working in this place would continue to work. Father, right now, I come against every spirit of doubt, every spirit of unbelief that would war against the minds of people in this place tonight, God. I bind every spirit of despair. I bind every spirit of hopelessness. I bind every spirit of discouragement. And right now, God, even at this moment, I release the blood to work in this sanctuary tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. I don't have to get too much in depth in the science of the blood and the importance of the blood. It seems to be somewhat to us today a very obvious thing to say that the life of the flesh is in the blood. There was, however, a time in which there was not an understanding of that. There was a time in which it was thought that a way of dealing with some physical issues was to get rid of the blood. But the Lord gave us insight a long time ago that the life of the flesh is in the blood. 
Christianity is a bloody religion. It's a bloody religion. And when you eliminate the blood from it, you eliminate the power of it. I realize that in most contexts, we don't, most of us, care much for blood. There are those here tonight that at the sight of it, at the very least, you become queasy. And some of you, to the point, you fall over and need to be revived. So I understand there's a lot of situations in which blood has a negative connotation, but tonight we're only here because of the blood. Tomorrow we will only be able to be here because of the blood. When we hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, it will only be because of the blood. And for you and I tonight, I realize that in essence this was speaking physically, but if we could apply it to us tonight as our spiritual man, the life of the spiritual man is in the blood. We never get beyond a need for the blood. We never outgrow a need for the blood. Just as our natural bodies need the blood, so our spiritual bodies need the blood. I want to read to you a little bit. This gets basically some technical stuff, but just to, just to get a little bit of the, the natural application and And what the blood does, again, I realize there's probably not an adult, at least in this place tonight, that doesn't already know these basics. And I'm sure many of you tonight could give us a uh, detailed explanation of the blood and what all it does. So hopefully I will appeal to the uh, layman here tonight and uh, not miss all of you that uh, don't really care to get all of the details, but there are many kinds of tissue in the human body. There's muscle, nerve, fat, bone, connective tissues, etc. All of these are fixed cells, microscopically small, and have a specific and limited function. Blood, on the other hand, is fluid and mobile. It is not limited to one part of the body. It is able to flow throughout the body and touch every other fixed cell, supplying nourishment and carrying off waste. Paul says that you and I are the body of Christ. In this context, you and I are a fixed cell. I hope I'm muscle and not fat. You and I are a fixed cell. We've got a fixed place. We've got a fixed purpose in the body. But the blood is not fixed. Oh, hallelujah. I'll try not to make up for not getting to preach last Sunday all tonight. But I might have to just preach just a little bit. The blood is not fixed. 
The blood is not limited to a position, a certain place. The blood is fluid, and so the blood can touch every member. If you are connected to the body, the blood can get to you. If you're a part of the body, the blood can reach you. That's part of the reason why you can't get to heaven by yourself. Because if you're all by yourself, you are an artificial limb and there is no life in an artificial limb. The life of the flesh is in the blood and to get the blood, you've got to be in the body. It's no wonder the enemy does everything he can to try to separate us from the body. Because if we can stay connected to the body, the blood can reach us. And the power of the blood is it brings what we need and removes what we don't need. There are three basic parts of the blood. There are platelets, there are red blood cells, and there are white blood cells. Platelets are tiny oval-shaped cells made in the bone marrow. They help in clotting in the clotting process. When a blood vessel breaks, platelets gather in the area and help seal off the leak. You ever thought of bleeding as a leak? <laughs> Platelets survive only about nine days in the bloodstream and are constantly being replaced by new cells. I preach to some people that have been, that are sitting here tonight and you were cut in 2016. Not everybody walked in here tonight celebrating 2016. Some of you walked in here tonight having survived 2016. And so I preached to some people tonight that somewhere in the last 12 months, the blood recognized that there was a leak. <laughs> that you had been wounded, you had been cut, and so the blood showed up to start to work on the wound. Oh, hallelujah. In his, in Dr. DeHaan's book, The Chemistry of the Blood, he says, with regards to red blood cells, a good deal is known concerning the red and white cells since they are the more easily, they are the more easily studied. The red cells are minute disc-shaped cells containing a mysterious substance called hemoglobin, an iron compound which has an affinity for oxygen, the fuel of the body. The blood has an affinity for oxygen. The blood picks up oxygen. So when the blood flows to me, it picks up oxygen. The wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. The blood, when I'm, when I got the blood flowing to me, I've got the breath of the Spirit flowing to me to give me what it is that I need for life. These red cells traveling through the lungs come in contact with the oxygen in the air we breathe and unite loosely with it to form oxyhemoglobin. In that form, they travel to all the cells and are the, and there discharge their little cargo to the cell, thus providing it with its vital 
oxygen for combustion and heat. Then the blood picks up the waste products of the tissues, the carbon dioxide and the ashes of tissue metabolism, which we may well call the cell garbage. And discharges this through the kidneys, the skin, the bowels, and the lungs. And then refills with a load of precious oxygen and repeats the entire cycle again. Taking about 23 seconds for one round trip. The food is carried to the tissues by the blood. And in the same, and in the same vehicle, the garbage is carried off. And yet there is never any contamination. So perfectly has the creator made us. The blood can get to my bitterness, my resentment, my hatred, my anger. And the blood can bring what I need, taking that away. And yet the blood is still not contaminated. It's still the blood. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I, I, I don't, there, there was somebody years ago, if I remember, this was a long time ago, and I may have a faulty memory, but the way I recall it, there was an individual who had a wedding here at the church, and at their reception, they actually used trash cans as some of the food containers, brand new, brand new trash cans, brand new trash cans. Now, I realize that that trash can made of plastic is the same plastic that a plastic plate is made of. But I identified the plastic trash can, even if it's brand new, just got washed with Dawn dishwashing detergent and all cleaned out. Nothing, no trash had ever been in. The trash can is a trash can. We, we don't mix that up. We don't get that confused. But the blood both brings nourishment and takes away the trash. And it's still the blood. What some of you don't understand is that on December 31st at 9.11 p.m. according to Verizon, the reason you still made it through this year is because throughout the year, whether you recognize it or not, there was blood that was flowing to you and bringing some things that you needed and then taking away some things that would be detrimental to your spiritual condition. I don't have to be consciously aware of the blood working for the blood to be working. Let the blood work. White cells. When an effect, when an infection occurs anywhere in the body and the body is attacked by an enemy, quote, army, unquote, of germs. It was supposed to be those quotes. The news is flashed back to the camp where the white cells are manufactured And immediately the organ turns out a greatly increased number of these white cells and rushes them to the point of infection. That means brother so-and-so walked by and said something that cut me. White blood cells. 
came to attention because we don't want infection setting in the wound. Because if the wound can stay free of infection, the blood will do its job and it'll heal up and everything will be good and we'll move on. But the smallest of cuts that gets consumed with infection can potentially become life-threatening. I preached to some people tonight that over the last 12 months you've gotten wounded a time or two. But you sit tonight and in this service you've lifted up holy hands and you have opened a mouth and brought the sacrifice of praise and there's no infection, there's no bitterness and there's no resentment because the blood came to you in your moment of need and began to cleanse the wound in your life. Oh, hallelujah. We might well call this conscription of the white army in time of emergency. The number of white cells is doubled and then tripled for the white cells are the soldiers of the body. They have the strange power to kill germs and engulf them. So when you prick your finger and an infection starts, you soon notice a swelling around the wound. This is caused by blood being rushed to the area carrying these little soldiers, the white cells. These white cells surround the point of infection completely and lay siege to the bacteria causing the trouble. Millions of soldiers are killed and are gathered in one place where they form what is commonly known as pus. You know, some of that stuff that's so ooh is a wonderful thing. There's going to be a little ooh here tonight before we get done. (laughs) So now the battle is turning and the wound, which at first was red and angry and swollen, now comes to a head. It has been successfully surrounded and finally the pimple bursts and the pus is expelled. Ew. The pus consists of serum and dead soldiers. Millions of the white cells which gave their lives in the battle for the body together with countless numbers of germs partly digested by the white cells. When the dead in the form of pus have been expelled, the blood and other white cells come in, clean up the battlefield and build new tissues until all is healed and nothing but a scar remains. The number of white cell soldiers during all this time had been greatly increased, but now the battle is over and they return to their normal peacetime number. Thank God for the white blood cell soldiers in my body, naturally speaking. But all that does is let me know that the blood for my spiritual man. Oh, hallelujah has just as much power to do for my inner man what the blood in my body does for my natural man. I just need to let the blood work. I just need to let the blood do its job. Because if I'll just let it do what it does, everything is going to be all right. 
The problem is when I disconnect from the flow of that blood. I allow myself to get separated from the body and separated from that flow. Then the blood is not able to do what the blood was designed to do. You read that, it is no wonder. It's easy to understand why Leviticus tells us the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Jeremiah 8 and verse number 20. Prophet says this. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. And then he asks a question. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? The biblical illustrator J. Hamilton says this with regards to the balm of Gilead. Through 50 generations, Gilead was famed for its plantations of aromatic and medicinal herbs. Medicinal herbs. The balsam was a lowly tree, little better than a shrub, with scanty foliage and inconspicuous flower, and an inconspicuous flower. Looking at it, you would scarcely have thought it profitable for any purpose, for shade, for beauty, or for fruit. But on wounding its stem, there flowed a pellicid gum, which was carefully collected and was considered of all the substances known to pharmacy the most sovereign and wonderful. So early as the days of Joseph, this balm was an object of commerce and was carried down from Gilead to Egypt. In the days of Solomon, the gardens where it grew were annexed to the crown and became an item in the royal revenue. So precious were they deemed that in the days of the Roman invasion, a battle was fought for their possession. And among the other symbols of victory which Vespasian carried to Rome, a balsam tree was borne through the streets in triumphal procession. But being an exotic and being from the period entirely neglected, it has perished from the face of Palestine. And there is no balm in Gilead now. But when the prophet Jeremiah asked the question, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? The answer was, yes. There is a balm. There is a salve. There is ointment in Gilead. And is there not a physician? Is there no one to apply the balm? Listen, of course, to the way the Message Bible says this. Have to get it in one more time for 2016. Verse 20. The crops are in. The summer is over. 
But for us, nothing is changed. 2016 has come and gone. But for me, everything's the same. Antioch West has started. Antioch North continues on. But for me, I'm just hanging on. Are you yet holding on? Keep on keeping on, baby. Some of y'all don't know what that's about. Crops are in, the summer is over, but for us, nothing's changed. We're still waiting to be rescued. Oh, hallelujah. If somebody would just be honest right now, that verse is you. The year has come, the year has gone, and I'm still waiting. It's only 921. You still got a couple of hours. Oh, hallelujah. I'm still waiting to be rescued. For my dear broken people, I'm heartbroken. I weep, seized by grief. Are there no healing ointments in Gilead? Isn't there a doctor in the house? So why can't something be done to heal and save my dear, dear people? Sitting in this place right now are people that that's you. But also in this place tonight, there is about to be applied a balm in Gilead. There's about to be a fresh infusion of some blood in this place tonight. Oh, hallelujah. There's about to be a blood transfusion in some lives in this place tonight. Some of you need some white blood cells to show up because you got some infection that's trying with everything it's got to settle in in your heart, in your spirit, in your life. But there's about to be some blood flowing in this place and there's some white blood cells that are going to show up and stand against the infection the bacteria that's trying to settle in your spirit and it's going to surround it all and there's going to be some healing that takes place tonight. You've heard him tell, some of you have heard him tell the story. I hesitate to tell his story and I'll stay with the very high points so that I don't miss some things. I believe it was in the mid to early 80s, I think the early 80s if I'm not mistaken, my dad your bishop, playing on the church softball team, was running the bases, went to jump over a ground ball, and in the process of that, completely, totally tore his groin muscle. Not just a partial tear, but completely, totally torn. In the course of going to the doctor, I, don't, I think it was an x-ray, probably all they had back then. 
That's no slight against him. I was alive back then too, so. I think it was in an an x-ray. The doctor showed him the tear, but then he showed him that where the tear was, there was blood that had filled in that gap. And he said the doctor made this statement. The blood becomes whatever is needed. The blood becomes whatever is needed. Bishop said, he asked the doctor, doctor, how does that work? And the doctor responded and said, you're the preacher. You tell me. Hmm. We are given the natural as an example of the spiritual. And so tonight I preach to some people that have some gaps in your life. And in this service, in the next few moments, the blood is about to fill some gaps and become what is needed. The blood is about to fill some gaps and become what is needed. I I, I don't want to do this because it's going to be a bit chaotic, but I I need all of y'all on these front two rows. Some of you can just move back a row because there's some room. There's there's, some of you can slide over there, but I, I need these front two rows. I'm sorry to do that to all of you precious folks on these front two rows. Hopefully you can just go right behind you, not, not too far. If you're right behind them, maybe you can create a little bit of space for them. I, I tell you what, let, let's go ahead and let's, let's do this while y'all, no, y'all, I just need the, the two middle. Y'all are okay over there. Sorry. Just these two center spots. I'm sorry. Y'all, I don't need the second row. Y'all don't have to leave the second row. I, I, I would like this row and this row. That's all. Everybody else is safe. <laughs> If you just got mad at me, I loosed the blood to get rid of the infection. Now, I know, I'm just joking. I don't, y'all, I, I know. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and do this. I want you to go ahead and, if you would, get your, get your cracker and your juice. So if you'll help me with that. Again, you folks on the outside are going to have to get from some of these folks on the inside. Now that the front row's gone, you guys could... Uh, brother, yeah, brother Josh, grab that one and start helping some folks over there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. 
some of you sit here tonight and you've been waiting on an answer. I'm here tonight giving you your answer. The life of the flesh is in the blood. All you got to do is let the blood work. All you got to do is just let the blood work. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. It touches every part of the body. Brother Lewis, it touches every part of the body. There's nothing else in your body that can do that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's a lingering issue from my sickness the beginning of this year or not, but I, I still have some, some joint issues, mostly just in my shoulders and, and my right shoulder especially. And, and, and I, I, I can't even reach some areas that I used to be able to reach. No, I'm not talking about my shoes because of my belly. There's no other part, there's no other, there's nothing else in your body that can do that but the blood, the blood. Somebody tonight needs to make up your mind as we close out a year and head into a new one. I'm connected to the body and I won't let anything disconnect me from the body. I'm a part of the body and nothing is going to separate me from the body. Because if I want to be alive, I've got to have blood. And if I want blood, I've got to be connected to the body because that's where the blood flows. Now in just a moment, we're going to take communion. But I am believing that particularly tonight when we drink this grape juice as a representative of the blood of Jesus, that in the moment we drink it, there is going to be a supernatural infusion, transfusion of some blood in this place. And there's some people that are going to walk out of this place tonight completely different than you came. Now, I'm talking primarily emotional, spiritual, mental. But I believe also some of you are about to get a physical healing. But that's secondary tonight. First priority is the blood. Getting to your inner man, to your spirit, to your emotions, to your mind, to your heart. It's the blood bringing some oxygen to you and taking away some things that are contaminants in you. Brother Lewis, I want you to move over here if you would please. 
I'm about to ask several folks to come sit down here. If you don't like it, take it up with Jesus. I'm just doing what I felt, have felt to do. And I'm about to call those I felt led to call because I believe there's a few folks specifically that God is going to do something significant tonight. Now, I will tell you, I'll give you a heads up, that when I, if I don't call you, but you decide you don't want to, you don't want to just stay where you are, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. That's not to say you can't get what you need. The blood is not just going to flow to the front row. Because the blood goes everywhere. Hello? So, if I don't bring you up here, take it up with him. Don't get mad at me. Esther, I know you don't feel well, but would you please come over here? Angie, would you please come over here? Sister Rita, would you please come sit down here? Brother and Sister Middleton, I want you guys to come. Sit down here. Brother and sister Bishop, I want you, if you would, to come sit down here. I'm not about to try to explain away these folks. If I put a little bit of my human spin on it, I know a little bit about them. This man has lost his father this year. This couple is in the midst of, have been through major transition in ministry. The bishops have been through some very challenging things this year. Samantha, I want you up here, please. Let's do it this way. If you're willing, everybody's will is about to take communion, and that's the blood. So, But if, you, if you're willing to acknowledge that's, that throughout, perhaps throughout this year, maybe it's something this year, Maybe it's more than just 2016. But you acknowledge that you've got a need tonight, that you need the blood to work. That it's more than just, hey, if I get something, great. But I think I'm all right. If you are in that condition, I want you to come sit down here. Hey, we got room on the sides if we fill off. Brother Brad, I actually meant to call you down here. I apologize, sir. I, I overlooked you there. I wanted, I wanted you down here. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Jesus' name. I know you probably didn't come tonight expecting this. If we need y'all to clear on the sides, y'all can clear on the sides. Thank you. Thank you for those that I, and I don't mean this against those that aren't coming. Thank you for those that are, are responding right now. God is about to do something significant. Some of you are weary, you're struggling, you're frustrated. Some of you have experienced some great loss this year. And a lot of you, that great loss wasn't the loss of somebody dying. Other ways. Brother, brother, Sister Barr, I know you guys, your transition and all that started a year plus ago. But I want you guys to, I got two seats over there. 
Tiffany, you come down here. You are you are so on the verge of God just really completing some things in your life. We need a Again, please, I, this is not in any way that the rest of you aren't about to get something. I think you know that. The blood is about to work. Let me just go ahead and step out. Just just get out there because I'm still kind of... I believe tonight is about to be for some of you. I'm not, I'm not going to say everybody in this place, but tonight is about to be for some of you the most powerful communion you've ever had. I want you, Tushir, I'm sorry, I wanted you up here too. I may, we may have to get some more chairs. We got to get more chairs, but we'll make room. I think they got some space over there on the left. You're all right, Josh, if you want to stay there, she can slide in up here. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just, let's just close your eyes for a moment. Come on, we're going we're getting, to we're getting move forward, but we're not here for ritual, ceremony, tradition. We're about to have a supernatural encounter. The blood is about to do some life-changing things in this place. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Sister Johnson, I'm sorry, you're another one that I wanted up here. I know you got that baby, but... I'm, I'm not explaining. I, I can't. I don't have an explanation, folks. I'm, I'm not. I don't have it. I'm just telling you. I, just telling you what I felt. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're getting ready, first of all, to partake of this cracker that is symbolic of the body of Jesus, the body that was broken. I want you, as, as we partake of this bread, representative of his body, I want, as you're, I want as, you're, as you're eating this cracker, for it to be the reminder to you that I am connected to the body. I am a part of the body. This isn't this. This I, I know. There's churches that do this every week, and that, well, what did Jesus say? As often as you do it, but tonight, right now, in this moment, I, I want you as you're eating this cracker again. I want it. Not only what it represents of his body, but that it represents that I am a part of his body. Because then when I take that juice, 
The reason the blood's going to flow to me is because I am in the body. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four says, And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. You may eat the cracker, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body that you have grafted us into, that you have made us a part of. We are not here tonight, God, as a part of something man has created, but we are a part of something that has been supernaturally birthed. And we thank you. Thank you for your body that was broken for our salvation. I thank you for the stripes that were laid upon your back for our healing. Tonight, God, not just for a physical healing, but perhaps more importantly, for a healing of heart, healing of spirit, a healing of mind. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Now we've done this again so we don't have to be all disruptive I'm asking you, Nathaniel, if you'll come start playing wherever you are. There's some of you that you don't necessarily have a need for this tonight in the sense of you're kind of doing okay. If that's you, once you have partake, have taken the grape juice and taking a moment to give some thanks, I want you to begin to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I believe that every individual, whether I called you down here and you came out of obedience, or those of you that are down here by your choice, that God is about to do something extremely significant in this place for you tonight. The blood is about to work. And all I'm asking you to do for the next few moments after you drink of this juice is to open your heart, your spirit, and simply let the blood work. Not asking you to make anything happen. Not asking you to force anything. Not looking for anybody to go into some kind of intercession. Because you're here to receive. So I want you to let the blood work. There's some of you that have been waiting, believing, trusting, asking for a long time for God to do something. And I prophesy that it's about to happen tonight. There's some things that are about to change in your life tonight the blood is about to become what you need the blood is about to become what you need the blood is about to become what you need the blood 
is about to become in the next few moments. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. And now tonight when you drink it, it's not just in remembrance of him tonight, but it's about a fresh infusion of his blood into your spirit right now. And the blood is about to become what you need. Would you drink, please? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Not looking for an emotion. Some of you got tears flowing. Some of you got tears about to flow. That's fine. But this is not about a hype. This is not about emotion. It's just about allowing. Come on. All I'm asking you to do is the same thing you would do if you were laying in a hospital bed right now. And they were giving you a blood transfusion. Your job is to just lay there and let the blood work. So I'm asking you right now just to simply open your spirit. Open your heart right now and let the blood work. Shut up. 